0: Good morning again, church. Good morning. morning. Uh, Happy Father's Day to uh, the uh, fathers here in the room. Um, It has, uh, yes sir, that's right, Um, finally. Uh, I know it's been, uh, it is certainly a, uh, a labor of love um to uh, to be a dad to be a father um you know the the things that uh, uh that uh, I've been through with uh, my wife and, and my three kids are certainly not for the faint of heart um and I say that only in the context of that uh, in order to be a good father as the scripture is, is uh, as as told fathers to be you have to be willing to um, you know, sacrifice yourself. And moms do that too. It's, it's you know, it's, it's not unique in that sense. But uh, on the day that, uh, this day that part of the world has identified as Father's Day, I just want to extend a happy Father's Day out to, to those. Um, the title of my lesson this morning is wanting nothing. And uh, that may sound like a, um, you know, that it sounds like a negative or it sounds contradictory to one another um, to want nothing. Um, and that's, a, that's a, a beautiful place to be. Um, I guess I can say that uh, um, maybe in discrete moments in my life I've been, I've I felt like there wasn't anything I wanted or I wasn't in need of anything. Um, but I'd say by and large, just because we're human beings, we're always in, um, you know, a perpetual cycle of, of want and then feeling like you had the want only to want something else and, um, to, to, fill, that, to fill, that, uh, fill that gap. And I got to thinking about wanting nothing um, in the context of what we've talked about many times, starting off in the Garden of Eden. Um, In the Garden of Eden um, In the book of Genesis, it tells us that Adam and Eve had access to every Single tree in the Garden of Eden. They were in literal paradise. They didn't have to hunt. They didn't have to gather They didn't have to toil in order to feed themselves It was readily available to them and the only thing that they were restricted from eating was Again, the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and God had told him that you know in any tree you guys have access to, even the tree of life, but you can't eat of this one. And it was because of our humanity, because of the flesh that um, Adam and Eve carry, and and we thus carry by virtue of our our human heritage, is this this you know in innate feeling to always want more. Um, we always want something additional to what we've got. And knowing this, uh, Satan used that as an opportunity to first tempt Eve, um, and then um, by proxy tempt um, Adam. And how did he do that? Well, he presented another opportunity to gain. He said that, you you know, the reason why he doesn't want you to eat of this is because he doesn't want you to become as he is. To be a God. But why would they need that? What was the what was the net gain in that? I mean, they had they were in paradise. They had access to the tree of life. Um, there was no toil, there was no anything along those lines, except there was something that they that they wanted in addition to. And it's notable that they didn't realize that until Satan had presented. Um, that to them that they were lacking in just one thing and that one thing was the knowledge of good and evil now again there are many times and maybe uh, maybe your life but certainly in my life where God has been um, abundantly um, good to me Um, certainly uh, his blessings have overflowed and, and I'm sure that it's been the same for you as well but even in those moments, from time to time, you think, well, yeah, but, you know, there's there's something else that I that I could have, there's something else that I need, um, and this has been a, a, a thorn in the side of all human beings since the beginning of time. Uh, I'll draw your attention to the, the book of Exodus, um, for example. <clears throat> Um, in the uh, book of Exodus, give me one second to flip over there. Um, in the the book of Exodus, the twentieth uh, chapter, um, we read that uh, Moses was given the uh, the Ten Commandments. But later on in that chapter, um, we read that uh, the the men and the women were afraid uh, because of the. <clears throat> my apologies, because of the thunderings and lightning and noise and, and smoke coming off of the mountains. And uh, they, it says in verse number 19 of Exodus, the 20th chapter, it said, Speak thou with us, and we will hear, but let not God speak with us, lest we die. Um, after all the things that God had, had done for these uh, these fickle people, and delivering them out of Egyptian bondage, bringing them through um, to to this point where they were at the the foot of Mount Sinai for them to say, well now we're afraid of this 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 mighty God um, now just because of you know some some thundering and some lightning, uh, you know these sounds, they find themselves here you know, Asking Moses for protection from the same God that had just delivered them. Um, If you continue on in uh, the book of Exodus, and uh, you look at uh, um, the, uh, well, you can look at a bunch of chapters, but um, let's look at uh, the, the 26th chapter. that um, after the tabernacle had been set up with all of these ornate um, decorations and so forth um, you can see by the time we get into the latter parts of this that the people are complaining about how much money and i say money but i mean resources it took to to build this tabernacle in the first place after again uh, delivering them through Egyptian bondage, getting them over on the other side of the the wilderness of sin Um, when God had said that we need a place, you need a place to worship me that they found themselves complaining about how much it costs because I guess they have need for these physical resources even after the fact Um, you go and you, you look for into the chapter that I have marked here in the book of Jeremiah. Um, Jeremiah, the second chapter, <clears throat> starting at verse number nine, um, that these same people, um, after being saved from Egyptian bondage, after being redeemed from um, the bondage of the, 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 the Philistines, um, the uh, there was a, a bunch of minor uh, conquerings in that time. By the time we get to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Jeremiah is preaching to the nation of Israel about backsliding. And backsliding into these old ways of thought and the old ways of thinking. And, and what he says in, um, <clears throat> in uh, Jeremiah, the second chapter... And starting at verse number nineteen, uh, the prophet Jeremiah says to the nation of Israel, "Thine own wickedness shall correct thee, and thy backslidings shall reprove thee. Know therefore and see that it is an evil thing and bitter that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God, and that my fear is not in thee," saith the Lord God of hosts. And why did they? Why did they lose sight? Why were they complaining? In one verse for protection. Why were they complaining? In another verse for how much it costs. And then now they're complaining here. Or rather they're being exhorted here for forsaking the Lord God period. Is because we cannot get. We always trip ourselves up. We can't get out of our own way. Because of our wants, our needs, and our desires. There's always something that we want in addition to, it's it's a, a part of human nature. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I can even give you examples in the New Testament scripture, right, where um, we find that uh, even in Ananias, and Sapphira, um, you know, they had everything in their possession, but they wanted to keep a little bit back. Um, as it states in the book of Acts, that a number of people at the time it was customary to, to give to the, um, the apostles uh, what you own so that it could be distributed to others. Well, Ananias and Sapphira wanted something more in addition to what they had, so they kept a portion of the, the cell of their land back, and it says that they died as a result because they lied to the Holy Ghost or to the Holy Spirit. Um, you can look at uh, Stephen um, excuse me not Stephen but Simon um, who had acts. he was baptized into the body of Christ but when he saw that the apostles were able to cast out uh, or excuse me to uh, heal people he went to them and said hey how much would it cost for me to get that as well because he was thinking of parlaying that gift of the Holy Spirit into financial gain. And Peter said that he needed to repent because of his evil ways. He had access to eternal life, but he wanted something more. And again, I, I, I go back to this, to this point um, just to highlight maybe those moments where God has blessed you, but you wanted just something more. In James, the first chapter, which is our scripture reading this morning, uh, James says, Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And in verse number four of uh, James, the first chapter, it says, But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. You know, it's it's kind of like uh, the the quandary: what do you get the man who has everything? Well, um, you take you take what he has away from him. You and, and I let me let me just put it into the context of what James is saying here is that it is important for us to struggle. Um, it's extremely valuable for us to go through, as he as he says in. Uh, the, uh, the second <clears throat> second verse here um, to fall into diverse temptations but I want to highlight what it means what a temptation is my my study Bible says that uh, temptations is a is a trying time um, or a trial and I I would also just highlight that a temptation is also um, <clears throat> A yearning of the flesh. So you know when I go through trials, let's say um, my flesh is yearning for uh, for redemption, um, or rather, my flesh is yearning for deliverance. I'll give you a great example. Um, I've got a I've got a you know a a refrigerator full of food, and I still desire food even though I've got food in my refrigerator. Okay, maybe you're not hearing me. You've got a a refrigerator full of food and when you're hungry, what are you thinking? Man, I I, I want something to eat, but I don't just want something to eat. I want this particular thing to eat. Oh man. Now it, it happens with me all the time. I've got a I've got a, a refrigerator worth of food but there's no Mexican food in my refrigerator. <laughs> But that's what my body is yearning. That's what my flesh is desirous of. You know, Heather tells me all the time, you know, well, there's food in the refrigerator, go make a sandwich. Well, no, I don't want to make a sandwich, (laughs) right? I know that there's food there, and I know that all the food in there is nourishing to my body, but that's not what I want, right? It's, I have, I have a, I have, a I have a storehouse of resources but it's not exactly what my body wants. Uh I've got uh you know when I had when we were living in an apartment <clears throat> we had a place to stay but we wanted a house. Right? And so I went on and bought a house. But I want a bigger house. You know, And I want a faster car. I want, I want, I want, I I make more money than I've ever made. And yet still I want more money. You understand how that works is, you know, our, the temptation is really a yearning of the flesh to want more. To, to want to gain access to more. And what do you get somebody who has everything? Well, it's not what you give them. It's it's what you give an opportunity for. It's what you can take away. And and that's what God is doing for us each and every day of the week is he's trying to build us up. He's trying to build upon our patience um, or build upon our faith via this working of patience mm-hmm. so that we will be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Okay, maybe you're not maybe i'm not being as clear you go back to the book of job for example um job was a man who had everything right he had everything as a matter of fact when this as it says in the first part of job when the sons of god presented themselves before god himself satan came along with him and he, and and you know god after inquiring about what he was up to he said you know Going up and down and through the earth um, God said, have you considered my servant Job Who is righteous and faithful uh, Above all other men that lived at, his, at that time and, and Satan said, well the only reason why he's faithful um, Father God is because you continue to bless him You continue to fulfill that fleshly desire for wanting more But God said, "Okay," Uh, and Satan uh, went on to say that if you were to take everything from him, he would curse you to your face. And God said, well, fine, let's test your theory. You can take all things away from Job, but just don't take his life. And Job lost everything. He lost his wife. He lost his his sons, his daughters-in-law, his family, his Earthly possessions, he even lost his good health. And if we go back and reflect upon what Job wrote in the 42nd chapter of the book of Job, where he uh, repents to God, for a way we're thinking, is, is it, and as a result of his repentance, he was blessed seven times more than what he started with. But <clears throat> what happened in the in-between time? He lost everything, and at the end, he, in losing everything, he gained everything. Not physically, not just physically, but spiritually. He realized that God is the power, the authority. Uh, he sets the boundaries of human existence. He moves mountains. He, he, he makes land masses. He Um, moves the waters of the ocean um, the the winds of the air God is all powerful Um, and so he repented to God that he questioned the almighty for doing all the things that he had done up until that point but I get back to what James wrote here again in James the first chapter verses 1 through 4 and again I want to highlight um, what he said in verse number 3 that when we go through moments where our bodies are desirous of more he says in verse number 3 knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience and how, is, how are moments where I'm suffering through um, moments where my flesh is desirous of more how does that try my faith well, what is what is faith? Hebrews the eleventh chapter and verse one tells us that now faith is the substance the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You know, in those moments where my body is saying, Ah, oh, I want more, or rather I, I, I want deliverance from you know the fact that my flesh isn't able to be fulfilled by something by something physical it hurts. It's challenging. Right? It requires us in spite of those moments to put our trust and our belief and our faith in God. that in due time, God will provide whatever it is I need. I need not what I want, but what I need. So Knowing this, that the work, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Patience for what? Let's continue to read in James, the first chapter, starting at verse number four. Again, it says, But let patience have her perfect word, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the the wind and tossed. Let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You know, that instability that James is talking about, Um, Comes from this, this, you know, this continual peaks and valleys, these waves of emotion that we have, you know, where we where we're fed, and then the very next second we're hungry, and then we're fed, and then we're hungry, and then we're fed, and then we're hungry. I I am fulfilled, and then I have need. I am fulfilled, and then I have need. And you know, you you continue to go back and forth. Um uh, but you're 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 never on a strong footing where every single day instead of thinking that you're fulfilled or you're hungry, you're just right there in the middle. I say that um, in the context of what Paul said. Mm-hmm. He said that <clears throat> he learned in every way to to be hungry and to be filled mm-hmm. to to have and to have not. And, you know, what Paul was alluding to here is that, you know, once we have learned um, how things work spiritually, how God works, how, how we should think as Christians, how we should always be um, mindful that God will always be there to provide us what we need in due time. Um, if we have and exercise, a firm faith, in God, you know, through the trialing of our, our faith and that work in patience, we will come to understand that it's not about, it's not what matters, <clears throat> what 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 truly matters, rather, is not moments where I'm hungry, or not moments when I'm full, but just those moments where God has asked me to do what he's, whatever it is that He's commanded me to do. And I, and I, that, that may not be as clear to you right now, um, but there is a verse that, that makes that plainly clear. So if you have your Bibles, um, turn to um, what I had it marked ah, 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians, the first chapter. And um, Brother Thomas the Third, while I take a sip, uh, can you read verses 11 and 12? Oh, 2 like Thessalonians chapter 5? Chapter 1, 11 and 12. 2nd Thessalonians, chapter 1, verses 11. I see. Sorry, it's a new the Bible. There we go. And it reads Wherefore also we pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of this calling, and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you, and ye in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Goes on to read in verse number one, uh, the second chapter. Paul says, "Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus and by our gathering together unto Him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter, as from us, as at the day of the, as that the day of Christ is at hand." And <clears throat> what is this day? that uh, Paul is, allu- is describing here to the church at Thessalonica, a day of deliverance from this world. I've said it before, um, and the scripture certainly has said it, that one of the beautiful things that you and I will experience being in heaven is, a, 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 is an opportunity or is an ability to worship God without the baggage of this flesh. Each and every one of us would are going to be absolutely happy and and committed and joyous worshipping God without carrying this perpetual flesh that is always wanting more. Amen. Always wanting something in addition to. And what Paul is telling the church at that Thessalonica in verses 11 and 12 is that we all we need to do and all we need to be all we need to consider uh, be mindful of is that we are walking worthy of the calling that God and Jesus Christ has called us to be servants of God uh, I, I think back on you know what Paul went through in second Corinthians he was in prison he was in famines he was beaten to death multiple times he had a thorn in the flesh Um, that he struggled with, but in all of those moments where his flesh certainly wanted deliverance, certainly wanted more, what did he say? He said, I counted all joy. I counted all joy having gone through all those moments because that's what God had commanded me to do, to, to be an obedient servant of God. Even in those moments where you're full Even in those moments where you have need um, You still have a job You still have a purpose You still have an obligation to uh, Keep the commandments of God Until the very end And so the lesson is yours this morning Um, You know the As as Paul wrote in uh, Again in 2 Thessalonians The first chapter in verse number 12 um, the only thing we need to be concerned with is that in every action with our bodies that we are glorifying or bringing glory to our Lord Jesus Christ <clears throat> it is not about you it is not about what you want um, it is about it is about what you can do for God and I, I know that sounds a lot like the 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 great quote from uh, John F. Kennedy, right? He said, uh, "You know, it's it's not what she can, not what the country can do for you, but what she can do for your country." Um, And that's, you know, that there's a biblical principle there. It's not what Jesus and God can do for you by fulfilling the desires of your flesh. It's about what you are commanded and obligated, and as the scripture says, uh, you know. We are pre- to present our bodies as a holy and li- a holy and living sacrifice unto God, which is our reasonable service. God has given already given you so much. Amen. What do you need And in, in, in addition to access to eternal life? Amen. There's nothing else you need, or there's nothing else that we need in this life other than God and Jesus crucified. Amen. Oh. So with the time that we have, with the, the moments in life that we have, it's not about what God can do more for me. How can He bless me more? It's how can I glorify His name as a result of all the things that He's given me. So if you're here this morning and uh, there's something that you need, well, maybe you should pray for more temptations, some more trials. Um as as James just said, count it all joy when you fall into those opportunities. Um, maybe instead of asking for more, ask God to take something away. Mm-hmm. To be hungry, spiritually speaking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, to have that, that earnest desire to to find Him, to know Him, and to serve Him. Yes. Again, if you're here this morning. Um, and you need prayers of any kind, um, your brothers and sisters in Christ will pray on your behalf that that God will provide whatever it is that is lacking. Um, If you are caught in a fault or caught in a a sin, um, again, today is the day. Today is the only day promised to you. You can come to God with a repentant heart and ask Him for forgiveness to be restored um, into His good grace. Um, as we, as we know in First John, the very first chapter, uh, that if we're if we walk in the light as Christ in the light, as He is in the light, um, His blood will continually forgive us of our sins. So if you need to get back in that light, you can do that today with repentance. Um, again, I do want to say Happy Father's Day. Um, and before I, I, I just step. Step out of the pulpit and be sing the psalm of invitation. I do also want to say that this is going to be the last Sunday for uh, Thomas the um, to worship with us. Not the last Sunday forever, but certainly the last Sunday uh, for you know uh, for a while. Um, so we want to continue to pray for him and, and wish him the best with his endeavors. But Amen. again. Thank you very much for your time and attention. We're going to stand and sing the song of meditation before we open to anyone who needs a prayer.